Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. And welcome back to Laying the Points, a sports betting and road of his podcast brought to you by my bookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. My co-host as always is Action Network writer Matt Lamarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. Matt, how's it going? Going pretty well. Uh, dealing with a little bit of a cold, so I apologize if I sound you know, worse than usual. I'm missing my normal sensual tenor sound over here <laughs> but uh other than that things are good had a great week last week i think i bet eight games and i won seven of them so uh yeah that's that's always good you live for those kind of weeks when you're betting the nfl yeah absolutely uh you know maddie flu game always good to see but we got <laughs> uh yeah I mean, we were nine and nine and one combined on the picks we gave on the show last week uh you crushed it on the bets I went like I went fourteen and six on the fantasy pros contest, so I'm I'm finally not going to be like DFL in that thing. Like I'm just getting <laughs> crushed, but uh, things started hitting my stride here at the end. So hopefully we can keep it rolling. Uh, before we get into the show, have to remind you guys as always uh, that you can support the Road of His Radio Network and our ten shows per week on Patreon. Uh, by doing so, you'll gain exclusive access to Road of His Live, our weekly Sunday morning show. Uh, answering all your questions. Only a couple weeks left of that. I mean, it's uh, you know semifinals week this week, championship week next week. So really only a couple weeks. I don't know if there'll be a week 17 edition. Uh, but you pay your $5, you get access to Road of His Live and uh, obviously support the channel overall. Uh, and of course, if you're trying to win that title, you want to make sure that you take, uh, you know, t- literally 10 seconds of your time, less than that, like half a second, to add slash podcast at the end of your... Uh, rotaviz.com URL handle and you get 30% off the NFL, you know, the NFL subscription. And listen, the NFL sub is worth it, not just for right now, but like once the season's over, once you start getting into draft content, uh, that's definitely heavy Rotaviz season. So you get the, you get the subscription now, you get 30% off and that covers you for all that stuff as well. So, uh, definitely a good time to buy and, uh, buy now. I am, of course, wearing my Rotaviz hoodie. So gotta be a company man. Hmm. Um, Let's get right into the lines, though, Matt. Uh, another interesting week. I mean, if you're looking at just like the Sunday games, there's really not a ton of uh, you know projected high scores. Uh, kind of an interesting week, I think, from that perspective, especially with like the league that we've kind of been accustomed to with all the scoring. But we'll start on Thursday night with uh, a huge, huge, huge AFC West showdown: Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, the teams are first and second in wins in the AFC, but only one will get. The one seed throughout the playoffs, the other will likely uh, will, will will be playing on the road in the first round of the playoffs. So actually, a pretty pretty big game, I'd say. And uh, you know, Chiefs right now are favored by three and a half on my bookie. The over under is set at fifty three and a half. Matt, what is your lean here? So this game is really interesting. Um, I'm not going to do as much talking tonight because my throat kind of hurts. So I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, there's a trend. Uh, that I saw 
since 1989, teams coming off of an overtime game that play on Thursday the following week are 6-26 and 26 against the spread. So that is definitely a big-time concern. It's a short week. Um, you know, we've been riding the Thursday favorites all week, or all year, I should say. And I do think that if this game was being played on a Sunday, the Chiefs would be bigger favorites than three and a half points. But the fact that they played overtime does concern me. So I'm going to take the Chargers, uh, not with enough confidence to actually bet it, but it is enough to get me off of that favorites trend that we've been riding basically all year. Yeah, ten two and one, or I think it's probably eleven two and one now for the opening team favorite. Just a complete smash. Um, very, very interesting what you mentioned with the overtime thing. Especially, I mean, that was a one p.m. game, so it's not like uh, I don't know, like it's not like they played like that much more football. Like they played like ten minutes extra of football on a Sunday at a one p.m. game. Like I don't know, it seems weird that that would matter, but I guess it does. Um, the the bigger lean I think for me is honestly on the under. Because the, the numbers come way down. I think it opened at like 55 or 56, depending on where you, uh, you know, depending on where you bet. Uh, really expected to be a ton of wind at the game on Thursday. I don't know. I'm not really big into like wind Twitter, obviously, and stuff like that, but I am a huge fan of wind finder. And, uh, they're supposed to be 50 mile an hour wind sustained over 30 mile an hour gusts. Definitely hurts, uh, a game where two of, where the two offenses are like really proficient throwing the ball down the field. And, uh, you know, these are two of the best in the league. So I think that that's going to matter. So I like the under here. I'm still going to go with the Thursday night trend, but uh, definitely exercising a little caution because of the overtime trend that you mentioned. Yeah, I think the weather matters, but at the extremes. So, yeah. you know, like if it's going to be super windy, that that is a factor for me. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Did the whole like uh, showdown stream today. So I was kind of into that game. Uh, we got two Saturday games this week, Matt, including your Fighting Jets uh, at home <laughs> against the Texans. Uh, Jets getting six here at home. Total is at 41 and a half. Uh, felt a little light to me, honestly, at first, Matt, but I'm curious your thoughts. Really? I think it's too much. You think that the Texans would be favored by 12 if this game was in Houston? I don't know. I'm starting to buy them now. They've won, like, what, like, they won nine in a row, and then they lost the Indy, I don't know. I don't know. We've gone through their results, though. Like, they haven't played anybody. And the Jets are nobody, right? But <laughs> I just feel like this line is a few few points too high at home. Um, I, I think I'm on the Jets here getting six points. Like, they, they've looked better at times. They, they are a Jekyll and Hyde team, right? Like, there are some weeks where they can't do anything at all offensively. But I do think that um, six is just a few too many, and and I think Houston is is very overvalued at this point. Yeah, definitely reasonable. I mean, I, I'm just like when I look at a game like this, I'm just trying to figure out like what the Jets do well that would lead <laughs> to them like being close in this game, and like it's just hard for me to it's hard for me to figure it out. I mean, I guess it's hard to figure out like what Houston does incredibly well, but I just feel like there's so many questions on the Jets, like they have so many injuries. Um. I don't know. I'll tell you what the Jets do well, Anthony. Cover. They ruin their draft stock at the end of seasons. Well, I mean, listen, they're second banana in that category in New York this year. So <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have I, – I will say that I don't have like a, a tremendous lean here either way. Uh, 
Saturday games to me are always fun, though. I'm, I'm happy. Like, I like when we get the football spread out throughout the week. Well, Thursday, well, Saturday, well, Sunday, well, Monday. Yep. Uh, as soon as, as soon as the college football is like done, the NFL is just like, all right, I'm going to spread out a little yeah, bit. Taking this shit back. <laughs> get a little man <laughs> spread going. Uh, Browns at Broncos. Denver favored by three here at home, coming off of, uh, what was a tough loss to, uh, the Niners and, uh, Nicky Mullins. 45 and a half point total here. Uh, and again, I mean, Denver is a team that I think we've been kind of riding all year because we like to consider good. Uh, but coming off a bad loss here, Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, we've kind of been riding both these teams. At least I have. Like, especially after Cleveland, Cleveland got off to the slow start. Like, I thought that, you know, they were being undervalued. But I, I still think Denver is good. Um, they could definitely be a little bit deflated, but... After that last week, like they probably have to run the table now to make the playoffs and get a lot of help. So that could obviously hurt their momentum and their uh, effort level in this game. But I do think that the Broncos deserve to be favored by more than three points here. So uh, I will take Denver laying the three at home. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on Denver. I mean, I, again, like they're, they're, this team is still top 10 in overall DVOA. Uh, the Browns have been really good of late. For the most part, um, you know, Freddie Kitchens, we've kind of talked about what he's done with the offense, but I still, I still worry about Baker as a rookie on the road against a really tough Denver defense. Like, obviously Denver lost Chris Harris, and that's going to be particularly tough against a team that throws the ball to Jarvis Landry. But in general, like the Browns front seven is, uh, the, sorry, the Broncos front seven is still really tough. Um, I just worry about like there being a ton of pressure on Baker. And I think, uh, I think the bigger lean for me again is going to be right at the total with the under. Uh, the Quant Edge has like a betting tool and they have this, uh, over under set at, uh, 42.1. I think this is going to go uh, pretty far under, I would say, considering the total set at 45 and a half. So, um, and I think it makes sense. I mean, I don't think that Denver's offense is very good at all. We saw that just last week. Uh, you know, against a bad San Francisco defense, really struggled to do much of anything. Brown's defense is probably slightly better than that. And uh, again, the the pressure I think that Denver can get on the Browns, like I'm just not really sure there's going to be a ton of scoring this game. Uh, let's get to the Sunday games. Dolphins at Vikings. Uh, the sweat is <laughs> over, Matt. We've been sweating for like four weeks now. This, you know, Dolphins under bet for the wins and uh, – they just, they, I don't know, no, 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 no. They just like back their way into a decent season. It's, it's unbearable. Um, but they yeah, are on the road. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I thought we were going to get the ideal situation last week because we were both on the Dolphins plus seven and a half, but we wanted them to lose the game. So yep. the Pats kick that field goal, go up five. We're feeling really good. And then they put Gronk out there for some reason. Yeah, I still don't get that. Like, I, like, I was saying this in in our group chat the other day with John. Like, just get like the eleven best athletes on the field and make a tackle. Like, what the heck is Gronk doing out there? Gronk is literally like you've seen Avengers, right? Like, you know, like <laughs> at the end when they just like turn into dust. Like, that is literally that is what's happening to Gronk. Like, uh, there's no reason to be out there on defense. But I, I guess Bill thought they might they might throw an eighty yard pass or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I put Josh Gordon out there before I put Gronk out there. That makes sense to me. Uh, Dolphins, though, are getting seven here off the Miami Miracle in Minnesota. Uh, 44 and a half point total, Matt. What do you think? 
I don't know if I've gotten a game right involving the Dolphins yet this year, like outside of last week, of course. But I I think this is probably too many points. Like if you look at the betting numbers on this game, the the Dolphins are getting the larger uh, majority of the money right now. Only 51% of the tickets, but 65% of the money. Uh, And the spread has dropped from nine and a half to seven. So I think this is probably too many points, but honestly, I have no idea. Like, both of these teams are very Jekyll and Hyde, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, in Dol- Dolphins, especially on the road, very tough. Um, I do like the Vikings here from the standpoint of, like, I always like a team off a coaching change. And I do feel like Minnesota still has a ton of talent, especially on offense. And Miami's defense, not very good, especially without Xavier Howard. So, like, I think there's going to be points in this game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm again. I'm more of a totals guy. I'm like leaning more towards the over here, uh, but I do think the line is very fair. Like I think seven, and like right, whether it's on the key number or just under, I feel like it's a very competitive line. Uh, Miami has been feisty kind of throughout the year, uh, but Minnesota in like a very clear bounce back spot here really have to kind of prove, maybe even to themselves that like they're not just like utter garbage. Kirk Cousins especially, by the way. Did you see that stat? He's like four and twenty four against winning teams in his career. He's not surprising. Player. Yeah, very, very I like bad. to go on the record that I was the anti the Kirk Cousins signing at the time. No, you're you're right. You're right. I'm I'm, I'm like a, I love Kirk it. Cousins, so I'm I'm a little upset. He's letting me down. Come on, Kirk. Uh, Kirk Cousins is like that food that's like it's like Chinese food, right? Like you eat it and it tastes pretty good, but then you're hungry again in like two and a half hours. <laughs> well, that's because you got to get some protein instead of eating all the lo mein, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Raiders at Bengals. Bengals favored by a slim, slim two and a half here at home. The the Raiders coming off a really impressive victory against uh, the Steelers at home. Total set at forty six. What do you think? I mean, Jeff Driscoll at home against Derek Carr doesn't get much better than this, right? It really doesn't, in my opinion. Uh, this is one of my favorite games of the week. I love the Bungles. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know that everybody's going to be on Oakland after they beat the Steelers, but, you know, sharps like me and you, Anthony, knew that the Raiders <laughs> were going to cover that game because the Steelers never play well on the road in those situations. Did I think that Oakland would win the game outright? No. But if you told me that De- that uh, Big Ben wasn't going to play basically the whole second half, I might have said that. Um, meanwhile, the Bengals have been pretty frisky with Driscoll. You know, they... They almost beat uh, the Chargers last week. They looked good the week prior. Or, or no, they played. Uh, they beat Denver last week, right? And they played San Francisco the week prior. No, I since mean, he since he played tight last week with, uh, with the Chargers. With the Chargers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They've been I'm good. I'm sorry. My brain, is, my brain is not great today, if you guys can't tell. All I know is that you should be betting the Bengals minus two and a half and lock it in now. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, it opened at three, and the fact that it's at two and a half is just so, so tasty to me. Uh, you know I love, like, these home favorites of less than three points. Um, and the Quan Edge has this as probably one of the best bets of the week, 65.1% for the Bengals to cover. And I totally agree with everything you said. Like, the Raiders are coming off of a really impressive game. They're going to be overvalued in the betting market. They're a bad team going on the road, which I, I always think that you want to bet against. And the Bengals have been really good. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to, like, overplay Jeff Driscoll, but, like, I feel like there's something to, like, the mobile QB thing. Um, he's been pretty tough. You know, the Chargers' pass defense and defense overall is pretty good. 
And, uh, you know, he did some things against them. And against Oakland, I think he could totally shred. Uh, so favored by two and a half. I mean, yeah, I'm totally with you. Cincy, all the way. Um, we're riding Jeff Driscoll, Matt. We love bad quarterbacks on this show. Nicky Two Sticks. Jeff I don't Driscoll. love him. Yeah, you don't love him. I do. <laughs> but, uh, hey, that's fine. Uh, speaking of bad quarterbacks, Jameis Winston. No, um, maybe. Uh, Fair. Yeah. Fair in my, in my book, at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to resign him. I'm going to let him go if I'm Tampa. Uh, but Baltimore is favored by seven and a half here at home against the Bucks. Lamar Jackson is going to start. That news has already come out. Joe Flacco will be active, but will be the backup. So we'll kind of see how that dynamic plays out, see if Harbaugh does any of the games with the two quarterbacks. Uh, Bucks played tough last week at the start of the game and then ended up you know, giving up the cover, obviously, to New Orleans. So what do you think of this matchup? I'm not really understanding why the Sharps appear to be on Tampa Bay here. Uh, in my opinion, like Baltimore should be favored by closer to 10 in this game. Uh, they're the superior team, the superior defense. Like We've seen Tampa Bay put up some empty statistics this year, mm-hmm. either against bad defenses or in garbage time. But when they've played good units, their offense has not been able to move the ball. And we know they're awful on defense. Um, Baltimore, at a minimum, should be able to run the ball. Like, they gave the Chiefs everything they had last week, ultimately lost. Baltimore's fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, I think we get their best effort here, and it would not shock me if they rolled Tampa in this game. Yeah, I like it. I mean, the thing for me is just, like, the total, total quality of the run game. I I think we talked about this on last week's show, but, like, the Ravens are – like probably the best run team in the entire league with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. And the Bengals are like one of the easiest teams to run against. So it's really a nice matchup for them overall. Uh, I, I just don't, like you said, like I'm not really sure exactly what is keeping the number from going higher. Uh, I mean, obviously I don't think it's going to get through like a key number or anything like that, but I just feel like, I just feel like Lamar makes them so, so good. And I don't see how Tampa Bay is going to move the ball in this game. Like, I, if you look at what Baltimore's done over the last couple of weeks, like they've really shut down some really quality offenses. Uh, they've been obviously one of the best defenses in football all year. So, like, when I look at you know this particular team, when I look at you know what they've been able to do lately, I mean, I just feel like they're they're a total smash. And the other thing too is that. Um, the Ravens have just been like a total under machine with uh, with Lamar because they just hold the ball so much, and it's like every week they're going to go under. I mean, they've gone under for they've gone under in every start that Jackson's had, and the Ravens overall have done like a pretty good job of going under. So, I uh, really really like the under in this game, even though Tampa has been kind of like an over machine for a lot of the year. Uh, they've really actually struggled to do that over the last couple weeks. I think part of it is just that like they're not they're not getting into like these crazy shootouts because the quarterback play has been decent and the defense has like I guess held it together a little bit like Cam you know playing against quarterbacks like Cam who struggled and being at home against Breeze like stuff like that has kind of kept suppressed some of their totals but uh, Ravens have just been like total under machines so again I like the under here we're we're into a lot of totals this week Matt I think I think it's a big totals week I don't really like a lot of these sides well that makes one of us because you know I. <laughs> I don't really bet totals. Yeah, so. I know. I, I try to stay away from too many of them in the in the picks, though. Do whatever you got to do to win, bro. <laughs> if 
if a win on a total counts just as much as a win on a side. No, you're right. Cowboys at Colts, uh, two of the more impressive teams, I guess. I mean, last week, Indy obviously ended the win streak for Houston on the road. Uh, Dallas has continued to be impressive. Nice overtime win. Hashtag Amari uh, against Philly. Uh, Colts favored by three here at even money. So the line does look like to be trending towards Dallas on my bookie. Totals at 47. What do you think? Yeah, this is another game that I like quite a bit. Uh, We've kind of been riding Indianapolis, and I continue to do so here. Um, Dallas has pretty much clinched the NF- NFC East at this point. You know, they're, they're two games up on the Eagles. Uh, Washington is just absolutely done. So they pretty much can coast into the playoffs from here on out, but they have no incentive to, to try and catch the, the one or two seed. Like, that's not going to happen. So I don't think we see their best game. Plus, the thing that they do well is run the ball, and Indy has been pretty good against the run this season. So uh, I love Indy minus three here, and if you look at the betting numbers, the Sharps seem to agree. They are getting 36% of the tickets right now, so public unsurprisingly on Dallas, but those tickets account for 60% of the money. So one of the biggest discrepancies of the week, I love the Colts. Yeah, pure fire. And the only thing I'll add is that uh, we've mentioned this once or twice before, but Andrew Luck for his career as a favorite, 26, 18, and 2, 59% cover rate. That includes the bad luck times. Uh, now we have good luck. So right. I'm feeling, uh, I, I feel good about Andrew. How so happy he's back. I know we've talked about this before. but For sure. Just a, just his sidearm has been true. Yeah. <laughs> All about the Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, I love that Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> we were just saying, parody Twitter accounts are great. Oh, yeah. So when's the when's the parody laying the points going to happen? No. Um, <laughs> the, the parody laying the points show, by the way, would be like a really interesting dichotomy. Like, are their picks better than ours? Because it's possible. Um, <laughs> right. They try to make bad picks, but they win somehow. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Lions at Bills. Buffalo favored by two and a half at home. Uh Sporting the best running quarterback in the entire NFL, Josh Allen, uh, against the Lions, favored by two and a half, total set at 39 and a half. What do you think? Yeah, like, what are your thoughts on Josh Allen? Have you come around on him at all? Like, I mean, I. So. Obviously, he's a good athlete, but, like, can he become a good quarterback? It's possible. I mean, like, the thing that I. You see, I think I said this the other day to, like, Silva. Like, you can see why people like Josh Allen. In the pre Oh, process. yeah. The GM, like, I totally get why the GMs love him. There's there's definitely like some throws that he makes. Where I'm like, oh my gosh, like that is just a sick throw. But then, like, the next play, he'll throw it like 50 yards over a dude's head, you know? Like, so consistency is a problem. I tend to think that cons- inconsistency is like a habit that's really hard to break. Like, guys like Jameis, guys like Eli, like Carson Palmer. Like, if you're, you know, if you're mistake prone, you're probably going to be like that for a really long time. But I do think that, like, Allen does enough good things where, like, he could be a good quarterback. And especially since I'm, like, team receivers matter a lot. Like, the fact that the dude's doing Bob Foster, anything. Bro. Yeah, the fact that the dude's doing anything with no weapons. Like, I just – I think that if they got him some some better receivers, like, he actually could be legitimately good. Because the Bills are coaching him really well. Like, they're, they're really utilizing his strengths. Like, they're throwing the ball a ton down the field. Uh, you know, really – forcing the defense to play them deep and then that lets Allen run. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like this their coach is, a, is McDermott, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think their offensive coach. I like is him. Dayball. 
he seems, uh, yeah, I mean, I know he's more of a defensive guy, but he he seems to get the most out of what you give him to work with. Yeah, because I feel like this, I feel like the last couple, the, this season and last season, said the same thing. This team has no talent. This team stinks. And like they managed to like win some games. So that said, they couldn't beat the Jets. <laughs> Not twice, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They did beat them by like fifty the other time. Um, as for this game, I honestly have no idea how you pick it. Like the one thing about Detroit is that they've they're bad, but they tend to take care of the bad teams that they play. Sure. You know, like we saw them beat the Cardinals last week, even though that wasn't particularly pretty. They beat them and covered. Um, I just don't know if the Bills qualify as like a bad team. They're certainly not a good team, <clears throat> but this line is is pretty much where I would expect it to be. It's you know they're saying Detroit is slightly better, but the Bills have home field, so. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions based off of what I said earlier, but uh, no great feel on it. Yeah, I mean, I hate the game. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to get my one or two Josh Allen red zone highlights, and uh, that's going to pretty much be it. Like, I don't have any. Like, the Lions have been like very quietly like one of the stone worst teams to watch, especially now that like all their good players are hurt, and like every defense just throws like six guys at Kenny Galladay. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's pretty, it's very, very bad. I do hope that Galladay gets off this week. I know that, uh, Tredavious White is decent for Buffalo, but my goodness, Matthew, get, get this man the rock. Speaking um, of Kenny Galladay, yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but Friedman like doubled down on his, uh, Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. I haven't read the piece yet. He, he did like the 10 guys better than Antonio Brown right now, right? Right. So he gives 10 guys and then he goes, these are like other guys who, I might say are better than Antonio Brown, but I can't out of fear of like getting hurt. <laughs> um, but one of them was Kenny G and it just kind of got me thinking like, would you rather have him or Antonio Brown in a dynasty league right now? Wow. Um, it's at least a question, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think I'd still take Brown just because I'm always a, like the most, the most close seasons results are like the most important to me. I still mm-hmm. think that he's going to be better than Galladay next year, but in two years, Galladay's probably going to be better. So uh, I don't, uh, I do not begrudge anyone who would take Galladay in that in that spot. Um, the game, I'm with you. yeah, the game is is just a nut low game. I can't wait to read that list though. No spoilers, because uh, I'm definitely on board with Friedman on this. Like I don't, I don't know if I'm as committed as he is, but like every every peripheral number would tell you that he has played worse, you know and. He's playing, he's still playing with like an all-time great quarterback. Like Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. That makes things a lot easier all the time, I feel like. Numbers don't lie, except when they do. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Packers at Bears. Aaron Rodgers. Finally... Scored over 30 points last week, although it wasn't a defensive touchdown. Your uh, boy. Yeah, I was all in on Rodgers last week. You know who actually let me down was Matt freaking Ryan. He couldn't hold on to the damn ball. But uh, <laughs> Going up against that vaulted or vaunted uh, Packers defense. Yeah, 
just loaded with studs. <clears throat> um, the Bears had a huge, huge win against uh, the Rams, and they're at home again here against Green Bay. I mean, can they can they make it two in a row at home here? I think this is a letdown spot for the Bears. Like, I, I know it's the Packers. Like, you shouldn't theoretically be able to let down against the Packers, but they've put themselves in a position where they kind of can. You know, they've basically locked up the playoffs. Um, they're they're coming off a huge win versus the Rams where everybody has kind of just been like on their nuts about how good their defense is. <laughs> so I think that this is a spot for them to kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit. Um, we normally like betting Rodgers as a home favorite, not as a road dog, but I still think that that's the way that I'm leaning in this contest. Yeah, I mean, I think this game is a clear stay away. Like, I have very good reasons to not bet either of these teams. Like, I've been, you know, I've been very anti-Bears this year. I really don't think that they're for real. Um, How can you say that after last week? Listen, man, winning at Soldier Field, they're not going to get that chance in the playoffs. <laughs> well, they will again in the wild card round. Oh, sure, yeah. But, you know, they got to go to L.A. or to New Orleans. Like, I just think that's a totally different animal. Easy that to be defense a is a monster. Easy to be a bully at home. Um. But they also are down, you know, Ryan Callahan has been a really good slot corner for them. That's definitely a, a big deal. Not in this particular matchup, but, like, in general. Um, the, I don't know, Randall Cobb's back, baby. Oh, yeah. The uh, the thing that's that's hard is that, like, I feel like the Bears are probably being a little overvalued. But at the same time, like, it's really hard to see Aaron Rodgers getting a ton of passes off against this defense. Like, I mean, this is the team that injured him, you know, to start the season because, like, the Packer offensive line has been so bad. I mean, last week, the Falcons have one of the league's worst pass rushes, and they were in the backfield every single snap. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it was unbearable to me. Uh, I mean, the Packers, I think that's why the Packers didn't put their foot on the gas at the end. Like, they just ran the ball the whole fourth quarter because they were like, well, we're winning, and we don't want to get Rodgers killed, so let's just run it. But, like, <laughs> You know, now you're facing Khalil Mack and all those dudes. Like, I don't know, man. And Rodgers, like, in general on the road has not been very good. So if I had to pick a a team here, it would be the Bears. But uh, I think this is ultimately a stay-away game. Let's talk a little bit about my bookie, something that I think we both love. Um, They have to love us. I mean, all the action that we've given them this year. But, uh, you know, we know that watching football is fun. It's definitely more entertaining when you have some action on the games. You guys have heard us talking about this not just all year but like dating back to last year's super bowl almost a whole full year um you know talking about about my bookie and you guys are some of you are still on the sidelines i don't get it you know whether you're an expert or a rookie you should be betting at my bookie for the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little and win a lot like playing the numbers on roulette you can create a big parlay pick three teams to win if you hit all three you could turn a hundred dollars into 600 i mean I, and listen i don't mean to you know interrupt the read but i do feel like it's incredible to me, like, how many casual bettors just, like, all they bet is parlays. Like, I had no idea. Pretty much just once we started doing the show, like, people started talking more about how they bet. And mm-hmm. it's, like, all they bet is parlays. And I, I just think it's really interesting. People um, love to parlay, like, big money line favorites. Yeah, that's, like, just the move, I guess, for a lot of people. We don't recommend that on this show, obviously. Highly but, faded. Highly, uh, <laughs> highly, whatever the opposite of recommend is, that's highly what I do <laughs> But listen, there's so much to bet on right now. College basketball is going on. We have football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even esports. I, mean, I saw Ryan Hodge the other day. He's, he's all over the MyBookie people for not getting enough esports lines up. So mm-hmm. my bookie is going to be on it. 
Um, they definitely little, respond. I bet a little Champions League yesterday, actually. Oh, there you little, go. Little Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> but uh, they lost. or Well, they pushed, so I lost the bet. Yeah, because it's a uh, soccer lines are three way, right? Like you bet. Yes, correct. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, get in on my bookie. This is such a great time of the year. They've been in business for years. They have great online reviews. The mobile site is super easy to use. And if you sign up this week, my bookie's going to give you a fifty percent deposit bonus. Just use promo code RotoViz and uh, make sure you follow that at my bet at bet my bookie on Twitter. They respond to everything, like every mention, every DM. And they, they just give away a ton of money. Like they've given away over 10K this year already. Uh, they do a lot of stuff where they're like, you know, one of the odds makers would be like, these are my picks. If any of them miss, I'll give away like a free bet, $100 or something like that. So, uh, definitely, definitely is going to be plus EV to follow them on Twitter. Uh, and just, so just don't miss out. Log into my bookie, use promo code Rotoviz, get your 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code Rotoviz at the spot where you play, you win and you get paid. Mybookie.ag. Titans at Giants, Matt. Just like game of the week kind of stuff here. You're fighting Giants. Yeah, I wish that they fought a little bit better against the Eagles because they, I mean, they would actually be like in the playoff hunt right now. Now it's like mm, they probably really. wouldn't be. Now they'd be in it if they beat Philly. They'd be in it. With the, you have you seen the NFC playoff race right now? Yeah, like the Vikings are in the second wild card spot, right? Yeah, and they're like, what are they like six six and one, like something like that. Yeah, Giants would be in that mix. I guess so. They they still stink, Anthony. I know, but whatever. They, I've I've succumbed to the fact that they're just going to choose to do everything wrong anyway. So I'm trying to just enjoy the enjoy the games. All right. Well, you can definitely enjoy Saquon because that guy's the goat. He is just a stone cold stud. Uh, favored by two and a half at home against the Titans. I mean, the Giants have played great football. Tennessee is like probably the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the whole league. Uh, what do you think of this matchup? Yeah, this is an easy, easy uh, fade of the Giants for me. Like, if you look at who the Giants have beaten during their impressive, like, slate of play, it's maybe the worst collection of quarterbacks you could offer up. It's it's bum after bum after bum. The only guy that they've played has been Carson Wentz, and they lost that game. So, uh, I I like Tennessee quite a bit here, getting two and a half. I know that Tennessee isn't particularly good, but they're good enough to, I feel like, not be this big of an underdog. Like, I would have probably had this line closer to pick them. So I will take the Titans here. I'm going to surprise you, Matt. I'm going to take the Giants. Uh, good for you, buddy. It's good to have. Uh, it's good to have confidence in your own team. <laughs> I just think that the Giants are like decent. Like, I, I don't want to say good, but I think they're average. And I don't think that Tennessee's average. At least not when they're playing like their average game like this you know if you look at just overall dvoa which does weight uh recent weeks more heavily than like the start of the season mm-hmm. giants are 14th in overall dvoa tennessee is 24th uh, 21st so pretty huge difference in in overall uh measurement we know that tennessee can just like flip the switch and be really good at any time they, they did that last week and they've done it you know they did it against dallas so they've done some good things this year but on the road, after winning two games in a row at home, I think they're going to struggle here. And I think the Giants with uh, Baquan are going to keep it going. At least that's what I'm hoping. That dude's so much fun. I still don't think they should have picked him, but I'm kind of glad that they did. <laughs> he's like he's like the best running back I've ever seen. Ever. So, ever. Yeah. 
Did you watch that clip, by the way, I sent you last night of him, like, coaching the offensive line and then, like, creasing it for, like, a 75-yard touchdown? Such a, such a stud. <laughs> such a stud. Uh, Redskins at Jags. Jags are favored by seven here. I didn't think we see the Jags. God. Yeah, I didn't think we see the Jags favored by seven the entire rest of the season, but that's what a matchup with Josh Johnson and the Redskins will do for you. Hey, uh, Josh Johnson looked frisky. Yeah, I like him. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But uh, total's at 36, Matt. What do you think? Why has this guy been out of the league for eight years? Was he getting blackballed too? Tell, yeah, I was going to say, I can tell you why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this game to me is like the, the old tree in a forest thing. Like, if nobody watches it, does it even exist? <laughs> this is another one that I think we should just retroactively move to London. Like, have the Jags get their London game out of the way early for next year. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Redskins plus seven because why not? Like the Jaguars stink. They're playing Cody Kessler. Like the Redskins right. stink too, but there might be like twenty eight total points in this game. So yeah, I'm gonna grab the seven. <laughs> yeah, like I and we've talked about this a couple of times. Like covering these big numbers on low totals is really difficult to do. And I think Josh Johnson is feisty, man. Uh Final two years at San Diego, the numbers are just insane. 67.2% completions, 9.4 yards per attempt, 77 touchdowns to just six picks. This is San Diego, the college. Yeah. Not, okay. not, yeah, sorry, not San Diego Chargers. Didn't that happen like 12 years ago, though? Yeah, no, it was, it's been a while. It's been like a decade. <laughs> but, like, I think the dude is, like, decent, and, like, he's never really gotten a shot as an NFL quarterback. Like... I don't know. I just feel like the dude might have just been born 10 years too late, uh, too early. Like, if he was in, like, a more progressive offense I, in the NFL, I feel like he could do some things. Like, he's better than these bums like Cody friggin' Kessler and Mark Sanchez. Like, the guys who can run, I just will always believe are more valuable as backups, especially when you consider how bad the Washington offensive line is. We know that whoever quarterbacks for Washington is going to be running for their life the whole game. Um, guy may as well be a runner. You know, so I think that they can keep this game close. Uh, more importantly, I'm really not sure that the Jaguars can even score seven points, let alone cover, cover seven with Cody Kessler. Redskins defense has still been pretty good um, outside of getting thrashed, obviously, by Baquan. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that I think this, this is too many points. I'm going to take Redskins at seven, and I definitely want to get it at seven before it gets to uh, six Cards at Falcons. I mean, is there a good game on the slate? My goodness. Um, Atlanta's favored by nine at home. Totals at 44. Uh, Arizona just got whitewashed by the Lions with an interception return touchdown. Like, just bad football. What do you think of this game? I still think nine points is too many. Like, I've kind of been backing the, the Cardinals as big dogs all year. Sure. Um, and they've they've come through in a couple of spots for us. So... Uh, I think this is another one where, like, what do the Falcons have left to play for at this point? Like, they have to just be, like, so done with this season. Uh, I know Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are still, like, pretty good players. Uh, at least Julio is. I know you're very anti-Matt Ryan, at least at the moment. <laughs> um, but you can, you would think that Patrick Peterson can do as good a job of uh, as anyone on Julio. So I think the Cardinals getting the nine points might might be, might be a couple too many here. Yeah, I mean, again, like I'm just not really sure what merits a nine point spread for the Falcons against anyone. Um, the only good player that the Cardinals have is David Johnson, 
and the Falcons are like the nut low team against running backs. So like it wouldn't surprise me if the if Arizona managed to actually score a little bit. Um, and the, and Arizona's defense has still been really good. Like they're still one of the better pass defenses in the league. Patrick Peterson against Julio Jones is going to be a really awesome matchup. And uh, I mean, if Peterson wins that one, it's definitely going to be possible that they shut the Falcons down a decent amount, or at least as much as you can when the Falcons are at home. So I'm, I'm going to take Cardinals plus nine. Uh, but again, this is not this is not a great game. Uh, Seahawks at Niners. Uh, Seattle on the road here is favored by four and a half. Second time these teams have played this year, obviously in division. Totals at 43 and a half. Big win for both teams, really, uh, over the weekend. What do you think? Yeah, this is a little bit of a stay away spot for me. Like, it would normally be Seattle or nothing, uh, you know, considering that the line is less than a touchdown. Uh, I don't love targeting them when they're playing on the road. And the fact that they won last week means they kind of have pretty much the playoffs locked up at this point. Like, things would have to go pretty catastrophically wrong for them not to make the playoffs at this point. So uh, I I think that this is a a definite letdown spot for them. I will take the 49ers, but with no conviction. (laughs) I mean, you know I'm riding with Nikki Two Sticks. Um, I just... I just think Seattle, like, without the 12th man, is a totally different team. And I think that, like, Seattle just being so reliant on running the football. I shouldn't even say reliant. Like, the fact that they refuse to throw the football, honestly. Because they'd be better if they threw it, in my opinion. But, like, of running course. the ball running the ball into the 49er defense is just not the way to play. Like, we just saw Denver lose doing the exact same thing. Uh, Denver, uh, San Francisco run defense really isn't that bad. And... uh you know, the last time these teams played, I mean, Dante Pettis had a field day. Had two long touchdowns, uh, you know, really killed the Seattle secondary. Like, I think that there's enough talent on the 49er offense to compete here. And again, we're just asking them to cover. We're not asking them to win. Uh, I think it's probably a field goal game, and I'm getting four and a half of the Niners. So I'm going to take the four and a half. Pats at Steelers. Patriots, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of them after last week. Like, I, what, what is the angry Tom, angry Bill multiplier? After losing that game, does it does it exist? Um, I think so. Yeah, like uh, they're getting two here on the road against what I would imagine is a banged up Big Ben. I mean, I'm sure he's going to play, but uh, at least seems injured at some in some respect. Uh, totals at 52. This is you know the projected highest scoring game of like the non prime prime time spots. So, what do you think of this matchup? Yeah, so we've talked a lot all season about. You know, the different Patriot trends and how great the Patriots are to bet on. <clears throat> and to answer your earlier question of, is there like a Tom Brady FU level? Uh, Tom Brady, 32 and 13 against the spread off of a loss since 2003. Yes. So I think that the answer to that is yes. Uh, I'm going to do what I do and just ride the paths. Like, I, I'd, I'd feel better about this if the Steelers had one last week. And we're getting, you know, like a little more spread love. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to be, you know, uh, a a team that the public is wary to go go on after last week. Like I I expect the Patriots to be a pretty heavily bet team, but normal rules don't apply to the Patriots. Like we see the Patriots do this every year. They finish with a winning record against the spread, and it's because they win games like these. So, So. I'm the Patriots minus one, and don't be shocked that they end up in my five pack. 
Yeah, the Patriots are just they break every rule. Like I think like the betting models probably prefer the Steelers, but right, the advance line on this game was Steelers minus two. Right. So like the you know if it was a normal game, I'd be saying like oh we're getting three points of spread value with the Steelers, but it's not a normal game. It's the Patriots. Awful, awful, just a disgusting, disgusting loss. Like I just. Do you remember when like the do you remember when the Patriots lost that game because of uh like in overtime they chose to kick? Yes. I think that was to the Jets. They just beat the piss out of the next team they played. Like <laughs> I feel like that's what's gonna happen, you know? Like uh the Patriots have really good corners that they're a tough matchup for Juju and A B. Um and the offense showed a ton of life last week. I mean maybe it was just the Miami Heat, I don't know, the Sun. But uh, I don't know. Brady looked good. I don't think the Steelers have ever had an answer for Gronk in the, in their many matchups over the years. Uh, Gronk looked decent last week. Like I, I don't know. I think things line up pretty well for the Patriots. Like sure, I'd love to be getting points here, like the advanced line said. I'd love to. I'd love it to be you know Pats plus one or Pats plus two or something and getting a little little bit of love. But I'm still gonna take it under a field goal because I just feel very confident that they're gonna win. I think that's fair. Eagles at Rams. Now, uh, the line opened at about nine, uh, but now it looks like Carson Wentz is not going to play. I mean, he's not going to play. Not even looks like he's not going to play. So now the Rams are favored by 11 at home coming off the loss to Chicago. Uh, What do you think of this spot, Matt? Yeah, I don't care if it was 14. Uh, I like the Rams here. Philly's done. Philly is done. Uh, The Rams are just coming off of a bad loss on national television. So uh, I think it's a spot where you buy back in on them. You know, I kind of had the same philosophy last week with the Saints. And, you know, they started the game slowly. But that's the thing with betting these great teams is they can just score points in the drop of a hat. It's really it's a really nice change of pace for me, honestly. Like, I'm used to betting on these crappy football teams and you got to sweat the whole damn game. You bet a good team and it's like, oh, right, they're good. They can score 28 points in a quarter and a half. Like, I think that we're looking at a, a, an LA Rams just onslaught here. Yeah, I mean, I would have taken – I was getting ready to take this at pretty much any number before we got the Wentz news. Now I just like – I like Nick Foles against this defensive line. Like, there's just no way that's going to end well. Uh, and this is backed up really by the advanced numbers. Uh, since 2003 – Home teams with a win percentage of 75% or better this late in the year. So I just looked at December games. Uh, they're 27 and 8, so 77% win rate against the spread uh, when coming off of a road loss. So, I mean, the trends all say pretty much the same thing, which is that really good teams coming off of a, of a loss, especially a road loss, and going home, oh, going to bounce back in a big way. And the Eagles really have just not been good. Like, the Eagles have been a team that we've bet like six different times. They're like, oh, too, too many, many points, times. too many points, too many points. It's never too many points. The Eagles stink. They find a way to lose. They have no defense. The defensive backs are terrible. The defensive line is terrible. Uh, the the quarterback has not been playing well. The skill guy, like, it's just, it's bad all around. And the Rams, in my opinion, even though they lost to the Bears, even though they lost to the Saints, to me, they are the they are the team I would pick right now to win the Super Bowl. I still believe they're the best team in the whole league. Me too. And I just think that this is a, a week where they show it. You know, I think they're going to be able to do whatever they want against this team. You should look into that because they're probably not being priced that way right now. Well, let's uh, let's take a look. We can do that on my bookie. 
Um, take a look at the futures. Super Bowl. Right now, Super Bowl odds. Rams plus 400. Chiefs plus 450. Saints plus 300. Okay. That's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you got, I, I would have thought that they would have been third to the Chiefs since the Rams and the Saints are in the same conference. But uh, Right. I guess the fact that they beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, I'd still consider it 4-1. to one. I don't. I, it might not get better than that the rest of the year. I don't really like betting on futures. No, I know. I don't like the weight. I, it's not even that. I just like, like I want a bigger payout if I'm going to do it. Like four to one doesn't seem that that enticing to me. Like if I'm going to bet a future, I want to bet like a hundred to one team to win the championship in baseball or something. Yeah, like you that. want the super bomb. Yeah, I feel you. I want the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh yeah, you know? that's an all time bet. I wonder if that's going to happen again. I mean, obviously, it's going to be the Raiders, so they have no shot of winning the Super Bowl. But I wonder if the books are going to get all that Knights money back when the Raiders move to Vegas. 100%. You can basically guarantee it. Uh, (laughs) Saints at Panthers. uh, New Orleans on the road again, favored by six against another division opponent. Uh, Carolina really has not played well. Cam Newton, the shoulder, has been a very clear hindrance to their overall production. Total is at 51 and a half, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, Drew Brees night game alert. Um, <laughs> it is on the road, though, not in the dome. So the, you know, 101 against the spread uh, doesn't apply. I'm going to take the Panthers. Uh, I-, I think eventually they're going to bounce back. Sure. You know, like that's the thing about injuries. Like eventually guys get healthy. Uh, I don't know what the deal with Cam is. Like maybe he is just effective for the rest of the year, but. I just think that six points might be too many. Like they're saying that the favors that the Saints would be favored by twelve if this game in New, is in New Orleans, and like maybe they sh- they deserve to be favored by twelve if this game was in New Orleans. But that feels like a lot against a team that could still theoretically make the playoffs. So I- I'll take the Panthers here, but uh, I really have no idea. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the betting numbers, the spread opened at seven. New Orleans has gotten 71% of the tickets, but Carolina has 67% of the money. So really, really big split. Obviously, that's the Monday night game, so the betting is still kind of in the early stages, still under right. like 2,000 total bets. But uh, you know, it does seem like at least the early sharp money is in on Carolina. And it makes sense. I mean, it's tough to continually cover these road games in division, especially when you're a team like New Orleans who traditionally struggles on the road. Um I just think it's hard. I mean, they came out really flat last week. They didn't look very good. If they weren't playing a team that was just so bad in Tampa, they probably don't come back and cover that game. Uh, Carolina is still decent up front on defense, and New Orleans has really run the crap out of the ball over 50% of the time since uh, Mark Ingram came back. So I think that's a matchup to watch. I think especially on the road, they like to run the ball too just to keep Drew Brees out of harm's way. Uh, so I like Carolina here. I mean, I think that even even an injured Cam is still a really dangerous quarterback. And the targets really for Carolina have played really well. I mean, Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore have been awesome. Uh, Ian Thomas last week got into the mix. And obviously McCaffrey is a stone stud. So uh, not. I don't want to sleep. I don't want to go completely to sleep on Carolina. I'll take him here at the six. All right, let's get into the book it. My bookie picks of the week. Like I said, Matt, last week we went and combined nine and one. Uh, 
the only the only loss was like we took opposite sides in the same game. So obviously one of us had to win, one of us had to lose. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, in retrospect, I regret that pick. And it's funny because like when I was going back through my picks, I was like, wait, I didn't take the Dolphins. Like the Dolphins was literally the second bet I locked in last week after the Raiders. So I just completely spaced on them. They would have been in my picks for sure. Uh, not making excuses. Like I'm, I'm obviously very satisfied with a four in one week. But uh, I don't know if I would have bumped Denver. I might have bumped Seattle. So it might have been the same either way. But uh, yeah, just that was a mistake by me. Like, because I did, I, that was one of my favorite picks of the week. They should have been in there. Yeah, I mean, live and learn, right? At least you got the money in. It's true. It's just the listeners didn't. So, I mean, good job, Matt. <laughs> you screwed all the, all the faithful. Uh, no. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, good stuff. Hopefully, we can keep it rolling. Like, it's really nice. I like when I log into the MyBookie account on Monday. And you see the money going up, right? Yeah, like, I, I, it's a really good feeling. Like, it sucks when, like, you log in. And you know, like the only money you have is the sh- is the stuff that's tied up in the futures. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're like crap. Matt took a bath again. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, what do you got for us this week? Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, so this is a weird week for me. I'm actually on four favorites, but uh, they are short favorites for the most part. I've got Cincinnati minus two and a half. Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore minus seven and a half. The Colts minus three, uh, the Patriots minus one, and then I'm going to take Tennessee plus two and a half against the G-Bud. Yeah, high treason. Um, I'm going to join you with Cincy and Indy, uh, but those and uh, I am definitely taking the Rams even at minus eleven, and I'm going to grab the two totals I talked about before: Cleveland, Denver under forty-five and a half, and uh, Baltimore, Tampa. Under 46 and a half. These are some really, really nice under bets to get in on. And, uh, I am a total score. So got to get the, got to get it in. I'm hoping to really make some waves in this fantasy pros contest. I got like three weeks left. I got to just friggin' just, I want to <laughs> get into every top, game. Yeah. I just want to get into the top 50. I'm taking a lot of chances this week. Hey, uh, let it hang out, bro. Yeah. There's no penalty. There's no penalty for, I was just going to say that. Boom. Great minds. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points brought to you by MyBookie. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Get that deposit bonus on MyBookie for using promo code ROTOVIZ. And again, guys, if you're not followers of the stream, you're really missing out because we got you know this show, we got On the Daily, uh, and then all the other nonsense that I do. If you're interested in that, um, <laughs> hit the follow button on Twitch and you get access to that. So uh, good talking to you guys tonight. Really excited, and uh, hopefully you join us tomorrow for On the Daily. For Matt LaMarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.
Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.